We're talking about different ways that a husband delivers the get to his wife. Straightforward would be he just takes it in his hand and puts it in her hands. Um, but what if it's not a straightforward way? He's transferring it to her domain in one way or another. So the Mishnah mentioned, He throws the get to his wife in his own house. This is a problem. Even if he throws it onto her bed, um, it's, uh, still you might you, you might think that her bed that's her domain, but no, it's not um, if she doesn't own it. So Rava clarifies about who owns the bed. Uh, that we when we say the get is no good, that's when he owns the bed. This is his house. He bought the bed. And uh, therefore, he's just throwing it onto some furniture that's his own. Even though she happens to sleep in that bed, it doesn't make it hers. However, if she owns the bed, then that is a good get, right? She brought into the marriage a bed that is her property. She bought it with her own money. Then it's her bed, and then even though it's even though the the bed is in his house, nevertheless it's her property, and her property can acquire it. Tanya na mehachi, Rabbi Eliezer Omer b'mita shelo and amigoreshet b'mita shela megoreshet. The statement of Rava is confirmed in the Brayta, in the opinion of Rabbi Eliezer, that if it's his bed, that they are not divorced, but if it's her bed, they are divorced. Now we ask, b'mita shela megoreshet kelav shel lokeach. So now, even if it's her bed, does that really work? This is a case of the of vessels of a buyer that are in the property of a seller. And this is a general question that's debated elsewhere. For example, let's say I sell books out of my house. Um, and someone drives into my driveway, and now their car is in my driveway, and now I'm the seller, I'm selling the person books. Now, a sale does not go through, not even if you pay, you have to do a transaction, a physical act. Um, so I have to hand it over to that person, person has to do something. A person's vessels can acquire for them. So now let's say they pull into my car, into my into my driveway, they're, they're, this car is on my property. I take a box of books and I place it into into the trunk of his car so does he acquire it thereby you might say yes because the car is his and so his his car can acquire it on his behalf on the other hand at this moment in time his car is in my driveway on my land and so this is a general debate whether the um, vessel of a buyer in the domain of a seller can acquire it for him and in this case well this is equivalent because this is her bed in his house and you and we have Rava and Abraita saying it's good so maybe we could prove from here and resolve the debate that yes um, this uh, kind of transaction is good the vessels of one person even if it's in the domain of the seller will work um, but this is a problem because this is a general dilemma we have, and no one ever brought this as a proof. So we say, This is not, this is not necessarily a proof from here because maybe the bed is 10 tefachim high. And anything that's ten tefachim high becomes its own domain, such that you know if it was not a, instead of a low car, if it has a truck and that's high up, so that becomes its own domain. And so to the bed. Um, since it's high up, it's his own domain. And there, everyone would agree, even the person that says in general that a vessel of a buyer in the domain of a seller does not acquire for him, um, would agree 
um, that uh, if it's above uh, 10 tefachim, then that would be okay. Another typical case like this would be if I bring my own basket uh, to the store and the store owner places uh, milk they, uh, that I'm buying into my basket, right? So even though it's my basket, but it's still in the store, so who has acquired it? Nafkamina would be, you know, if it suddenly spills and it's lost, so who is responsible for it? Uh, because it's in my basket, is it mine? Or the basket is still in the store, I didn't take it out yet, and therefore still it belongs to the store owner. Okay, but everybody would agree that if it's above ten tefachim, then that is its own domain, and so there's no proof from here. Wait a second, even though the, the basket Bed, the bed itself is higher, but the legs of the bed are on the floor. Um, so maybe that, maybe the the uh, the husband would say, "Hey, the legs of your bed are on my floor, and now it's resting on those legs, and so it's still in the domain of the seller, and therefore it should not be good." And the answer to that is mekom la kabde No, nobody um, is particular about the space of the legs of the bed. That's very little space. And so husband's not going to say, oh, this is mine because it's in my domain. Um, it's just, uh, you know, a one, one inch by one inch uh, space. And so the, we do not consider that to be the domain of the husband. And therefore, as long as she owns the bed, uh, it was, is it's a valid get. Now, the, the next case in the Mishnah is letocheka or letochkalta megodeshet. If the husband, uh, puts the get into her lap, uh, or into her basket, that is valid. And so we ask, it's the same, the same problem. Um, isn't this a case of the vessel of a buyer in the domain of a seller, right? She has her basket there, but the basket is within his house. Um, so how can she acquire, uh, right? We have never resolved that, that uh, dilemma. Um, so how can she acquire something in her basket if it's um, uh, if it's in the domain of the ha- the home of the husband, so says, Shmuel says we're talking about a case where the basket is hanging from her body, right? She's uh, it's all over her shoulder. Uh, she's wearing it. She's uh, holding it, and so that's why. It's not just sitting there on the floor, it's just an extension of her own body. And similarly to be Oshaya, and then Israel says the same thing as what Shemuel says in Bavel, that it's hanging from her body. Neshakish gives another answer. It could be that it's attached to her body, even if it's not hanging from her body. Right? If um, this is this kalta is like a sewing vessel. Um, a sewing basket. So there might be thread in it, and she's um, that she's uh, in the middle of uh, needling, and so she um, is uh, is holding or has a string attached to her and to the basket. Even if the basket is on the floor, it's attached to her. So even if it's not hanging from her, that would also be considered an attachment, an extension of her own body. Or another possibility is that the basket, let's say she's sitting on the floor and the basket is is sitting between her legs, even though it's on the floor and uh, she's not hanging off of her and she's not attached uh, to 
it. And nevertheless, that's her personal space, right? If someone is uh, uh, sitting on a cross, cross-legged on the floor, so the space between that person's legs, that's their personal space, and that is fine. That can acquire for her. Or another possibility is, let's say the husband is a basket seller. And so in his um, front room, his, front, his courtyard is full of baskets. And he doesn't mind there being baskets around. And therefore, when she puts her basket there... Even if it's and she's not he's she's not connected to it or uh, or it's not the, between her legs um, it's just sitting there the husband doesn't mind uh, that the space of the basket is being taken up because there's tons of baskets all around and so he doesn't mind baskets being uh, in his courtyard and since the husband doesn't mind that someone is putting their basket there his wife um, he's uh, effectively giving her over that area. To, uh, to acquire um, that, that area for her to pay, place her basket to acquire the get on her behalf. So as long as he's okay with it and he, um, he delivers, uh, he relinquishes um, the ownership of that area for her, doesn't mind that she puts it there, so it can acquire for her. Rabbi Yochanan Amar, Mekom Haika Kanui La, Mekom Kalta Kanui La. Rabbi Yochanan is more expansive and says even if it's not connected, even if he's not a, actually a merchant, that he always has a lot of things there, and even if it's not between her legs or hanging off of her or attached to her, um, it, it's still fine because the space of her lap belongs to her and the space of her basket belongs to her. Her lap, meaning like she's wearing a dress and uh, the get uh, goes into a fold of her dress, right? Even if it's not on her actual body, but on, on some uh, piece of clothing that's, uh, that she, she's wearing, right? So that's uh, her lap. And uh, so to her basket, right? So these are her things, and uh, therefore, right, everybody knows that's hers, and the husband is fine with that. explains that a husband is not particular about the space of his wife's lap, um, like uh, if she's, uh, again, if she's wearing a dress and uh, her legs are slightly apart and the, the, the dress is covering and it falls onto the dress, even if not onto her actual leg. Um, that is fine. And so to her basket, uh, the husband, uh, husband doesn't mind um, giving over ownership of that area um, such that if, the get, if he puts, puts the get in that area um, on her dress, on her, in her basket, um, the, that is acquired by her. Tanya Namehachi, we have a Braita that supports Rabbi Yochanan Zerakola Letocheka, Oletoch Kalta, Oletoch Koldavashu Kekalta, Arezo Megoreshet. If he throws it uh, into her lap or her basket or anything that is like her basket, that is a divorce. What is that coming to Ed Koldavashu Kekalta? Including a basket from which she eats dates. She holds the dates in there and uh, she snacks on them. Right, that's also her personal space. And so you see here in this Braita, it doesn't add, oh, and it's attached to her or it's uh, it's hanging from her. It doesn't add anything like that. And it even expands and says any, anything that's like that is hers because that is her personal space or personal vessel. Next Mishnah. Husband gives a document to his wife 
and says, here is a promissory note. Hey, I'm giving you an IOU, right, that I owe you money. And now he's tricking her. We saw before that a husband might want to do this, but maybe because he's embarrassed to divorce his wife. And so he doesn't want to give it to her like that. So he says, here, here's an IOU. And so she takes it. So you might say, well, this is a transfer, right? He puts it into her hand. Um, uh, second case is that she finds it behind him. Well, in this case, there's no actual giving. So the Gemara is going to talk about that and explain how th- where, where the giving, act of giving is here. But the point is, in both of these, he doesn't say that this is a get. Only after she reads it and she says, hey, this is a get. This is invalid because he has to say, here is your get. The Gemara also will discuss whether he has to say, this is your get at the same time that he gives it to her or if he can give it to say this afterwards. The next part is Natan Similar principle. Uh, he gives her a get while she's sleeping. Oh, that's not very nice. You wake up, uh, or that's a rude awakening, right? So she, he puts it, he puts it into her hand or on her, on her while she is sleeping. She, uh, so he doesn't say anything. It wouldn't help. It's because she's not listening. Um, uh, she wakes up and she reads it and says, oh, this is a get. Um, this is an invalid get because he has to say, this is your get. And that would have to be while she is awake. And again, he will, will discuss whether he can say this afterwards or he has to give it to her again and say it at the same time. So now we ask, wait a second, assuming that um, let's say he um, he gave it to her as a as a promissory note, and then afterwards he said, hey, "Here is your get." Or actually, the second case, right? She uh, takes it from behind him, and then he says, "Oh, here is your get." So how would that be good? This would be the same as if a if a husband put a get on the floor and said, T- "Pick up your get." Uh, from the floor. That is not an act of giving. It says, Venatan biyada, he has to give it to her. Right? Rava said that if, uh, in a case like this where it's on the ground and he just says, pick it up off the ground. And even if she picks it up and he said, here, take, uh, this is your get, it's no good because there has to be an act of giving. And so if she finds it behind his back, so she took it. That's the same as taking it from behind, uh, from on the floor. The answer is Emma shelafto meachorav. It's a case where she pulled it from behind him, meaning it was tucked into his belt, and she went and uh, pulled it uh, out of his belt. So it, he was. It was not on the floor. It was on his person, and she took it from his person, and so that makes it better. But then we uh, said, well, better, but not still not, not giving. is still a problem because he has to give it to her. And if he's just standing there or sitting there and there happens to be a get sticking out of his back pocket and she pulls it out, still she took it. He did not give it. So that's still not good enough. So it must be a case where he bent over his waist towards her and then she pulled it out. So he doesn't, in other words, the husband doesn't have to give it with his hand. He can also move his body in such a way. It's a strange way of giving something to someone, um, but it's still a, an act of, of pushing it towards her as kind of saying, you know, here, 
um, and sticking uh, sticking his backside or his waist out, and then that's a, and that's an act of giving. She takes it from there. Then that is good enough. So that's how we're explaining this phrase in the Mishnah that says uh, She finds it behind him. It has to. You have to assume also that. Um, he, it's, uh, that he is um, presenting it from behind himself. Good. Tanya Nemehachi is a Braita, as parallel to the Mishnah, that in fact uses this word, Shelafto. Amar Lak can see Shtad Hovze, or Shelafto Me'acharav. All right, this is the same as the Mishnah. If he says, here, take this promissory note, even though it's not a promissory note, or if she removed it from behind him, right? The Mishnah didn't say this verb. So by cha- adding this verb, the point is that it's on his body and he is making some gesture, some movement towards her, and then she takes it. Fine, that's an act of giving. But the problem is he didn't say anything. Then she re- reads it and realizes it's not a promissory note, it's a get. Or he didn't say anything. He just um, he just stuck his waist out and then she um, gra- took it from, from there. But she didn't know what it was. And then she reads it and then realizes it's a get. Invalid. He has to say, this is your get. So according to the B, uh, he can say it afterwards, right? He can he can present it to her, right? Give it to her, and then um, after it's in her hands, he can say, "Hegitech, that is your get. That's fine. That's sufficient." Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar Omer, "Leolam eno get atchitelenu hemenu viachzor vitenen ala viomar la hegitech." Rabbi Shimon ben Elazar says, "It's no good if he says here it is. I'm giving it to you as a." Uh, I'm giving you a promissory note. It's not a promissory note. Um, so he can't just say, oh, no, it's a get. He has to take it back from her, give it to her again, and say, at the time he's giving it to her, here is your get. So it does have to be simultaneous. Uh, this is a repetition, but in the, in the sleeping case, same machloket. Um, he gives it to her while she's sleeping. She wakes up and reads it and, and sees, oh, this is a get. It's invalid. Unless he tells her after that, he, that this is your get. But that's why, according to the B, he already did the giving, even though she was sleeping, but he put it on her. So that's okay. That's giving. And uh, when she wakes up, he, she, he says, that's your get. That's fine. Again, says that this is, uh, he would have to take it back, give it to her again when she's awake, and at the same time say, here is your get. Now, why, why does the Braith have to give me both of these cases? Um, uh, b- both uh, when she is awake and the case when she is sleeping. Because if I only had the first case, I would say in the first case, the B is lenient and says, um, that you can uh, separate the giving and the saying because at the time of giving, she is awake and therefore she is subject to being divorced, right? She has her mind with her. So even though she didn't, when she took it, she didn't know it was a get, but she is subject to being divorced. So there you could be lenient and say, uh, say, and, and say, 
afterwards. But if she's sleeping where a sleeping person does not have mental capacity, she is not subject to being divorced at that time. So maybe to be would agree in the case of sleeping that he has to take it back and give it again um, and say, um, so that's why I need the second case. And similarly, if I only had the second, the regarding the second case, I would say maybe only there, maybe there, that's where to be Shimon ben El Azar is machmir because she's sleeping. So that giving is not a giving at all. She's not worried. She's not subject to being divorced. In that case, he would say you have to take it back and give it to her again and say, here is your get. But in the first case where she is awake, maybe he would agree that you can, he can give it to her and then, and, and, you know, say this is a promissory note. And then afterwards, uh, say that is your get. He might agree because she is awake and, uh, is subject at, and, uh, to being divorced. And that's why, uh, has to tell me the first case as well. So that the machloket is included. Uh, the, the machloket applies in both cases. Amaraba, katav la get. If the man wrote a get and he gave it to into the hand of her slave, she has a slave that she owns, and uh, puts it in and puts it in her, his, his hand while the slave is sleeping, and she is guarding him. She's uh, standing over him, um, or in some way, right? Is trust uh, can trust that it will stay safe there. That is a valid get. The reason is because she owns this slave, like you own a field, and just like a male husband can put it in her field or on her vessel, so the slave. Sleeping is actually good in this case. See, for the woman, if she herself is sleeping, she has no mind, so she can't accept the get. But the slave sleeping is good because then he's he's stationary, stable, and uh, can receive it. Um, but if the slave is awake, that's not a good get because that would be like a courtyard that is not uh, uh, secured by her. Since the slave is awake, he has a mind of his own. Having a mind of his own is a negative if you're, if you're going to be a vessel. Right? You want to be a vessel? You have to be just still like a vessel. And so um, there, the, since the slave has his own mind, um, it's not being guarded from her, from her mind. Um, uh, but rather from his own and whether he guards it or not, but it has to be guarded from her mind and uh, that would not be good if she, if the slave is awake. And now we ask about the first case. Wait, if in fact the slave is sleeping and she is guarding it to make sure, right? So it's, it's the same as putting it on a, on a field and she's making sure the field is secure, that that would be good. But how could that be good? This is a problem because it's a mobile courtyard and a mobile courtyard cannot acquire something on behalf Half of its owner, like a boat or my my car example before. This is something that moves around, and uh, we have a general principle that something that moves um, is not uh, cannot acquire something as a courtyard. And maybe you'll say, well, he's sleeping, so he's stationary now and really can't move. Um, but Rava said anything that could move um, uh, does not acquire even if that thing is standing or sitting so um, you know in the case of a car or a boat even if it's parked right now but it could move that's still called something that moves so the answer final answer is if the slave is bound up 
then that's considered stationary, right? He's machoket, whether he has to be sleeping and bound up or sleeping or bound up. But the point is that, um, let's just say if he's sleeping and, and bound up, then he is not moving. And even if he wakes up, he couldn't move. And so if he's bound up, then that is totally um, immobile and that would be fine. That could, that could work as a courtyard that does not move and acquire on her behalf. Next Mishnah, Hayta Omedit Bishut Rabim. So now, uh, beforehand, we were talking about where, you know, she, uh, he, he puts it into her domain or he puts it into a vessel in his domain. But now we're in uh, public uh, uh, domain. So uh, public domain has different rules. He, uh, she is standing in the middle of the street, public domain, and he throws it to her. Now she doesn't catch, she catches it, that's fine. But it lands on the floor somewhere between them. So what's the law? If it's closer to her, it's a good get. If it lands closer to him, it's no good. If it's exactly in the middle, then it's a safek. So she is divorced and not divorced to get married again. She would need a, another get. And if he dies without children and there is a yabam, she would have to get halisa. And the same is true regarding kiddushin. If he says harat mikudeshet with this coin and throws it to her and lands on the floor, if it's closer to her, then that's a good kiddushin. If it's closer to him, it's not a good kiddushin. And the same thing applies to a debt. If I owe you money, you said, throw me the, uh, the money that you owe me, and I throw it to you. If I throw it to you and it lands closer to you, then you, the malve, um, have acquired it. If it lands closer to me, then I am liable to pay again. For example, let's say why I throw it and all of a sudden uh, a dog comes and uh, takes that money that I threw. So if it landed closer to you, then you would, or I already fulfilled my, my debt and paid you and now it's your problem. You go run after the dog. It's your loss. But if it lands closer to me and the dog comes and eats it, then um, I have to pay. If it lands exactly in the middle, then we split the difference. Good. Now we want to say, what's the exact case of being a landing closer to me or closer to you? And so we'll see a few different options. So that, I mean, a simple reading, which we're going to see is the Biochanan, sounds like whatever the distance is, right? however far it is, um, you just uh, see which one is closer. But, but Rav is, uh, uh, is not accepting that. In order to acquire something, if, if it's, a, it's a mile away, but it's closer to me, does that, com- that mean I acquired it? Um, because, you know, you're three miles away? I don't know how someone could throw that far, but um, right. Le- but uh, uh, let's say they did, so um, they put it on an arrow. Um, so that doesn't acquire something if it's so far away. So Rav says, listen, it's got to be within four amot. A four amot is a person's personal space. So if you throw it into, um, if the husband throws it into her four amot, 
then that belongs to her. That's called Karov La. If he throws it and he's not very good at throwing and it lands within his four Amot, that is called um, closer to him and doesn't effectuate anything. Hechida Mechsa Mechsa will be a case where it's a half, uh, where it's half and half. Well, you can have F and F if they are both standing within the same format. They're standing right next to each other, on top of each other. And so they're, they're for the four amot overlap precisely. And so he throws it, um, you know, it just uh, 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 chucks it a little bit. And it lands there, there close to them, but it's overlapping. It's his for Amot and her for Amot. So does that count? That's when, that's when we say it's a safik. On the one hand, it's in her for Amot. On the other hand, it never left uh, the husband's for Amot. So then we ask about that case. Why don't we see who got there first? See, if I get, if I, also my husband, I get there first. So now this is for Amot. If the wife comes afterwards, so then it was my space first. You can't, uh, um, come and trespass on my space. So then it would be not a good get. But if the, if the wife was there first and that, she got that for Amot and then the husband comes and then throws it in there it should be, uh, good. So why don't we just see who came first? Maybe we'll say they got there at exactly the same time, precisely. No, but it's impossible to be so precise. There's always going to be, nothing happens exactly at the same time, right? There's going to be one is going to be before the other. And therefore it's impossible to have a case of a actual safek. So, um, uh, so that, so therefore, we, um, uh, so that, 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 that's a problem of how you could have both, uh, at the same, uh, how you could have a, a machsa a mechesa, and therefore we offer a second explanation. We're talking about where the husband and wife are precisely eight amot apart from each other. And he throws it from his for Amot, um, and he's in the middle of, um, and, uh, or at the edge of, and it throws it into her for Amot, and she has at the, uh, as, as at the opposite edge. So therefore the borderline, right, is exactly if it goes before that, they're eight Amot apart, the borderline of four, if it goes, it lands before that borderline, it's not a good get. If it passes that borderline, that's closer to her, and that is a good get. Um, but either way, it is within four amot of her. So that's how she acquires it with her personal space. According to this, if they were far apart and he throws it somewhere into the middle, she's not going to acquire it. It does have to go into her four amot. According to this explanation, how could you have a case of mechesa al mechesa? As follows, If he throws it and it lands exactly in the middle such that the document is partially in the husband's for Amot and partially over the line in her for Amot. So that's Mechesa Mechesa. So that would be a Safek Migoreshet Vena Migoreshet. We challenge that. Agid Gabe. Hold on, it's still attached to him. When you give something, you have to has you have to has to be released from your domain. And here it never left his domain. So this would be kind of be obvious that is not a good get because he has to leave his domain. It's still within his for Amot. Ella 
רבה ורב יוסף דאמרת הרוויו הכה בשתי קטעי עדים עסקינן, אחת אומרת קרוב לו ואחת אומרת קרוב לה. Rather, how could you have a case of ספק? If you have two sets of עדים, one set of עדים comes and testifies, we saw it landed closer to him within his foramot, and the other one says we saw that it landed within her foramot, it went totally over the line. So there it's either totally in his or totally in hers, but we don't know which one it is, and so therefore that is a ספק and she needs another get. All right, so that's two answers. רבי יוחנן אומר, קרוב לה שנינו אפילו מהאמה, וקרוב לה לא שנינו אפילו מהאמה. רבי יוחנן follows a more simple reading of the Mishnah that closer to her means closer to her. It doesn't matter if they're, even if they're very far apart, even if they're more than a hundred amot apart, and it's closer to her, that's fine, closer to him, right? You measure whatever the middle is, that is totally fine. Now, even though in general, a person cannot acquire something in public domain, um, if, it's, if it's far from him, it has to be for amot, uh, is, the, is the only thing that counts as a person's personal space. Here, the rabbis were lenient because of aguna. They wanted to make it easier for women to receive their get. And so... This would be a special law that applies here. Now, according to this, how would you have a case of exactly in the middle? Um, so, I mean, you could have it if it's if it's 200 amot away and it's exactly on the borderline. We might have the same problem before. You could say two edim, but the following statement is going to really clarify what Rabbi Yochanan meant. So, according to this clarification, if this is a mile away, even if it's closer to her, it's not going to be good. It has to be that one, uh, one of the sides can guard it. So, if he can guard it and she cannot guard it, right, they're, let's say, uh, a football field away. Right, and the land's uh, closer to him and close enough such that he can guard it, but she can't. That's called closer to him. However, if she can guard it, but he cannot, that's closer to her. So again, in the football field, if it lands close to her at the 10-yard line, so imagine if this was a football um, uh, or a, a, a soccer ball and this, these, they were playing a game, so this would be close enough to... Um, her side that she, even though it's not in her four amot, um, still she could control it. Nobody else will be able to come and take it. If a dog would come or a thief would come or something, she would be able to get to it quickly enough that it's called guarded. Um, and so it has to be that close to her. It doesn't have to be for Amot, but it has to be guarded, yes, by her, and he is far enough away that he cannot guard it. That's where it's a good get. If If both of them are close enough that they could guard it, or it falls in the 50-yard line and they're both so far that neither of them could guard it, should a dog come and try to take it, that is called half and half, and that is where she would need another get or halisam. The rabbis repeated this very same explanation to Rabbi Yochanan in the name of Rabbi Yonatan. Rabbi Yonatan originally was from Babel, 
and he made Aliyah, and Rabbi Yohanan was impressed, and he says, wow, our colleagues in Bavel know, to how, know how to give such a good explanation, right, that, uh, you know, Baruch um, Shekiven, uh, that he found the same explanation that I figured out as well. That was good confirmation. Tanya na mehachi, and there's a braita also that supports this. Rabbi Eli Ezer Omer Koshu Karovla Milo Uba Kelebuntalo Enami Goreshet Enami Goreshet Kolechi de Tintere Vetezel Ela Lav Hachi Kamar Koshe Karovla Milo Veilu Ba Kelebuntalo Vehu Yacholle Shamro Vehi Enayacholle Shamro Enami Goreshet. Braita says in the name of Rabbi Eli Brayta quotes Rabbi Eliezer saying that anytime it's closer to her than to him and a dog came and took it, uh, the get is no good. We say, wait, the get is no good if the dog took it? Well, she has to sit there and guard it forever, right? Uh, um, shouldn't it be good once it lands? Um, and it's uh, in such a place that's closer to her, um, so shouldn't it be good? And she's divorced, and who cares what happens to it later? You know, a woman doesn't have to hold on. It's good to hold on to it for proof, but if she, as long as it got to her, into her possession, so then who cares if a dog took it? So what does that matter since it's uh, good enough that it landed closer to her? Rather, this is how we have to understand the B'raita as follows. As long as it's closer to her than to him, and it's close. Also, has to be close enough to her that should a dog come and t- and uh, to, and try to come and get it, and uh, he could guard it, but she cannot guard it. It's not good. Rather, in order to be a good get, it has to be closer to her, and it has to be such that she could guard it and and shoo away a dog who was coming to take it, and he would not be able to, only then would it be a valid get. So even though we just saw this opinion that says, you know, if it's, uh, if it's far enough, far away, but she can guard it, it's still okay. So Shimuel still said to his student, Rabbi Yehuda, who was called Shinena, because, uh, the, you know, meaning uh, uh, someone with large teeth or sharp one, right, called a nickname. Um, so he said, tells his student, uh, Shinena, um, if it's, uh, it, when it says closer to her, that means so close that she could bend down and take it, right? Very close to her, right? So in other words, it should be more machmir than the opinions above, that it's, uh, you know, uh, four amot away or even much further away, and never perform an action and let her get remarried unless the divorce actually reaches her hand. In other words, don't rely on these leniencies and, well, he threw it, it was near her, it was somewhat near her. Um, make sure that it actually gets into her hands in practice because we don't want to put ourselves into a doubt um, about, uh, and you see how confusing it is, exactly how far it is, how far he is, right? Let it make sure it's so close to her, she can just pick it up and make sure she picks it up and gets it into her hands. Mordechai tells the soldier of Asher, in fact, there was a case just like this where it was closer to her than it was to him, and then it got lost, so she wasn't able to take it into her hands, and then the husband died without children, and there was a Yavam, and the rabbi said, listen, do Chalitza, because we don't want to put ourselves into a difficult case of uncertainty. Mishnah said, just like regarding a get, if it's closer to her, it's a valid get. So too regarding Kiddushin, if he throws a coin 
to her and is closer to her, um, that is a good, that's a valid Kiddushin. Now Rabbi Aseh said in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, uh, regarding this halacha, that it's valid for, get, for a get, but not for, other ma- uh, not for another matter. Well, that sounds like it's valid only for a get, and this law, that if something's closer to her, she acquires it, or closer to a person, that person acquires it, is not true for other domains. We have, we have a challenge from our Mishnah. So wait a second, it says in the Mishnah that this is true also for Kiddushin. Why are you saying it's only true for Get for Gitin? And the answer is, no, You're right, for Kiddushin also it's good, and that's an exception because the Torah says she will, uh, she will leave this one husband and get married to another husband. That's the case in Devarim, where she gets divorced from one guy, marries another guy, and she can never go back to the first guy. Anyways, because it says Vehayasea, and then it says Vehayata in close proximity in that same pasuk, so we analogize one to the other that the laws of Gitin um, uh, we are parallel to the laws of Kiddushin. So that's why, yes, you're right, it's a truth only for the laws of Gitin and also the laws of Kiddushin that draw their um, uh, source from the from uh, from this analogy um, that's also good okay fine so Rabbi Yochanan would agree that forget and kitin uh, kiddushin this works but now we still have another challenge from the at the end of the Mishnah, the Mishnah said, it's also true regarding a debt, right? If uh, I owe you money and you say, throw me the money and I throw it to you, if it's closer to you, then that's it. It's yours, and if a dog comes and eats it, too bad. If it's closer to me, I still have to pay half and half. We split. So it's not true that it's only for a get, also for for um, giving money. So we say, no, this Mishnah was only true in a case where you, the, the, the lender, say, Throw me the money and you will be absolved, right? Because a lender can always forgive the loan. Um, and so this is basically saying, listen, you don't have to give it to me in my hand, or in the, which would be the proper way to do it. You can just throw it to me and I'll accept that as payment and you won't have to pay any more. So that's why I was talking about this case. But from the letter of the law, it doesn't work, right? The rabbis only made this uh, special law for Gitin and then by analogy for Kiddushin. Wait a second. If that's the case where the lender says, uh, I absolve you as long as you throw it, then isn't that obvious? What are you even teaching? Automatic case where the lender says, throw it to me and it should get to me like the way a get would get to me, right? I want to follow the same procedure uh, such that if it's closer to me, it's good. If it's closer to you, it's not good. And, uh, right, for whatever, if it were a get and it would be a good get, that's uh, how I want to receive this money. Okay, so we're talking about that. Still, wouldn't that, that's obvious, right? If I make that condition, but I'm still just forgiving the loan. The Kiddush is that um, you might think that um, the lender is just teasing the borrower, saying, oh, Throw it to me like a get. It sounds like a funny thing to say. And so then if he throws it in such a way and then doesn't actually get to him and the dog comes and eats it, you might think the lender could say, I was just kidding about that. I didn't really mean it. So the Mishnah comes to teach us that. No, if he says it, then he really means it. 
as long as the husband threw it, the, the borrower threw it in such a way that if it were a get, it would be a valid get, then uh, whatever happens to it after it, even if a dog comes and eats it, the lender, um, he already said he, uh, he absolves the loan if that condition uh, comes true, and he can't say, I was just kidding, that, get, that uh, payment is a valid payment. Okay, now this is talking about strings attached, literally strings attached. The husband um, uh, has uh, puts the get in her hand and he has a string attached and he's holding the string. Um, so is that considered giving? So we see if he could pull the string and pull it out of her hands, then it's not a get. But if not, if it's just a, such a thin, flimsy string that he wouldn't be able to pull, pull it um, uh, out of her hands, uh, then the get is uh, is valid. Uh, now, if the string is strong enough that he could pull it off, pull it away, why is it an invalid get? Because the Torah says we need a sefid kiritut, uh, a a um, a document that severs the relationship. And if he still has strings attached, then it's not he didn't give it to her fully. Um, this is a, a literal string attached. There are also cases uh, where he puts in conditions that are like strings attached, where also, which are also no good. But certainly this one, where he didn't give it to her, he still has a way of pulling it back, is certainly no good. Another case of a giving that's not a sufficient giving. If she puts out her hand but sloped uh, such that um, he, he throws it to her and it lands on her hand. So yeah, it did touch her hand, but then it rolls right off. Um, even though it reached her hand and touched it, it's not called get. She did not acquire it. She didn't, um, she didn't take hold of it. Now we ask, wait a second, so what? So what if it rolls off her hand and falls on the floor? Um, still, that would be, it would fall on the floor right in front of her within her four amot. So as long as if they're in the Shutarabim, it should still be a valid get. And the answer is, let's say it didn't, it didn't fall on the floor. A big wind came and, and, and swept it away or burnt in fire and never landed on the floor. So that's why it never was a good get. Hold on. Hold on. Maybe it should still be a good get because it's within the airspace of for Amot. And right, doesn't a person um, acquire, uh, have the not only the personal space of Faramot on the floor, but also the airspace. And if that's true, Tifshot de Ba'er bi Elazar Abamot Amot Shamiru Yesh Lahen Avir or En Lahen Avir Tifshot de En Lahen Avir. And since um, uh, Rav Yehuda here said that the get is no good. We can use this to resolve a, a question that Rabbi Elazar had, and we didn't have a resolution. Wouldn't this, this be a good proof that when the Rab, when the, when the Halakha says that the four amot of a person is their own personal space, and he he was wondering whether the airspace is included or not, we should derive from this statement of Rabbi Yehuda that uh, airspace is not included um, because. 
he says that uh, if it falls off her hand, even though it's in her airspace, uh, it's no good. It, uh, if it doesn't land, it's no good. So couldn't we re- uh, resolve that? And the answer is, No, we cannot necessarily resolve it because this case could be talking about where she is standing right at the edge of a river and she's holding her hand over the river and he throws it and her hand is sloped and he throws it to her hand and it touches her hand but bounces right off and therefore the since there's no ground underneath because let's say she's over a river or same thing be over a cliff and so there there's no way that it would uh, land on anything um, and th- therefore, there is no for a month of land. You can only talk about airspace of uh, of of uh, land uh, over land if there is land. But if she's standing over a river, such that if it fell down, it would just go into the river and be swept away. There's no right. There's no solid uh, ground. I wonder if a cliff is the same. A cliff, even though it's very far down, and maybe you say it's still there's still some ground uh, somewhere down there. Okay, so let's stick to the river. Um, since the river is not a ground, and therefore the airspace also would not be an airspace, and that's why we would not be able to resolve the question of Rabbi El-Azad uh, based on this statement of Rabbi Yehuda. And so it could be that the only time that it's an invalid get is if she's holding her hand sideways and, it, and, it's, and she's holding it over a river. But if she was standing over land, then maybe indeed, if it fell on the ground, it would be acquired that way. And even if it didn't fall on the ground, if you think that airspace of Faramot is good, that also would make it a valid get. Baruch Adonai le'olam. Amen ve'amen.